Welcome to the podcast where we dream the future forward. I am Elizabeth Denham and I'm here with Angela Fortune. Um, we are business partners in this endeavor and we just wanted to do our first premiere podcast to let you know what we are up to. So Angela, you want to start and tell everybody kind of how you came into this? Sure, sure. So Elizabeth and I have been friends for a really long time, 15 years probably, and we've worked together on a lot of projects over the years and kind of lost touch um, in the past couple of years and reconnected. And now we're doing um, a platform called Dream the Future Forward. And this is going to be our corresponding podcast. So, you know, we always have a lot of ideas that we seem to thrive off of each other. And even if we go, you know, a few months without talking or even a couple of years without talking, we're able to pick right back up and just be like, oh, well, this is what I'm doing or this is what I'm thinking about. And it, we just always sync up and have a lot of good ideas. So we decided, you know, to put them into action, start a platform and start a podcast and make things happen. Yeah. And help other people, you know, because we've, we've both between the two of us, we've been through a lot and we've persevered and come out on the other side and, you know, maybe, maybe making that public. I'm a really private person, but maybe talking about it, making it public, maybe that can help other people too. I think so. And for me, <laughs> I'm not a private person um, in particular. <laughs> My life is an open book generally. Um, and I do think that that's, that's helpful to me when I have to go through stuff and community is helpful to me. Um, and when I have withdrawn from community, it's been because I have been struggling to the point of depression and that is not good for me or anybody um, because we believe community is really what gets you through life. And Angela and I have been community for each other. Um, and I don't even really exactly know what happened over the last years. We had pandemic, we had job changes, we had uh, relationship status changes. I think there were a lot of things going on and for each of us in different ways. Yeah. And we just sort of drifted apart. And then I think maybe you called me at one point and then I called you and then we talked for an hour and a half, like we usually yeah. do. And we remembered why we are friends. Yeah. I remember mm -hmm. missing you. I was in, it was like about, it was probably about a year ago and I was in Tennessee visiting my friend, Amy and so I don't know if I passed something on the road or what, but I was like, man, I really miss her. And so when I parked, I texted you and I was like, I miss you, you know, mm -hmm. and we just texted back and forth and you caught me up on what's going on in your life. And I did too. And, and I think that I was like, oh, you know, when you talk to that friend again and you're like, oh man, I miss them. I miss, you know, mm -hmm. remember when we used to meet in the middle, mm -hmm. you know, we'd like be making our <laughs> marketing brochures or you know, <laughs> I'm writing a blog or, you know, like, <laughs> we've just been with each other through so many ups and downs, you know, and I, and, and when I, I remember missing you and texting you and being like, oh my gosh, you know, and so that was about a year ago. And, um, I think, you reached out to me a few months ago and, you know, we just made it a priority to start yeah. getting back together. Yeah, we did. And I, you know, I, I was missing you too. And I was going through my husband's business failed during the pandemic um, due to the worker shortage. And so that was one of those periods where I was withdrawing from community because it's hard to talk about that. It's hard. He was going through a hard time. We were both financially going through a hard time, but also we were dealing with custody battle issues. I mean, we had a lot of things going on. And so it was hard to want to just 
like when you haven't talked to somebody for a while in a pandemic, it's a lot to catch you up on. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, you know, it's going to be a big conversation. You kind of have to be ready for that. You do. But I also think, you know, me anyway, um, you know, I always feel like there's this expectation mm-hmm. of, well, I don't want to be that person, you know, that, you know, I haven't seen somebody in two years and then I'm Debbie Downer, you know, or yeah. sure, and I dump on them or whatever. So you, you put off getting back in touch, you know, and um, I think when you do have a friendship that stands the test of time, you really don't have to worry about that, mm-hmm. you know, or it'll just pick back up genuinely. But I think the bottom line is everybody's going through stuff. Yeah. You know, I didn't know what you were going through. You didn't know what I was going through. Um, and so it's been really helpful to, you know, to have our community with each other and then we're bringing other people into it and, and it's just been really nice. I think the world is, um, dismantling, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody's, um, bonding through, you know, social media or hating through social media or hating this way, hating that way. But when you start bringing people back together, you're like, we actually, you know, we, we all have something in common, you know, and it, it stirs up that sense of positivity Mm -hmm. and inspiration again. Well, and all of that is really kind of what launched the stream, the future forward platform, because we started off by talking about people pleasing and we did a podcast episode on my other podcast, which is called the gift of the struggle. So you can go back and look at that if you want to hear more about people pleasing. Um, but it was things like that, where you set an expectation that I don't want to be Debbie Downer if I haven't talked to you in a couple of years. And I'm thinking, I want to know what's really going on in your life because I care. And the expectation that you don't want to be Debbie Downer, but my expectation is that I want to know the real you, like we've been saying on this platform is that we want, we need the real you, we need the real each other. Because otherwise you're still living in this isolated place where you're not talking about what really is going on and you're not helping each other navigate it. And um, when we met, I was a single mother with three little boys. I'd gone through a terrible divorce. One of my children had seizure disorder. I mean, it was just a lot of things. And, you know, having that community really helped me feel like there was another side to come out of. Um, So I think that that's kind of the direction that we want to go with this platform is that we don't want to be a Facebook life where everybody looks perfect and everybody is happy all the time and everything's going hundred percent well, because we all know right now during the last several years of, of life in the world, that's not true. It's never been true, but it's never been more untrue than it is right now. Because I mean, I was talking to um, another friend the other day and she's like, she texted in, in our, I have an accountability group. She texted in the group and she was like, I am having a hard week and I feel all of these things. And she just spat them out in the text. And then she's like, I'm sorry, I don't want to bring everybody down. And I'm like, that's what we're here for. That sometimes she's like, I just needed to say it out loud, even though it was in a text, but it was a loud text. (laughs) (laughs) I just needed to say that to somebody who cared about me. And she didn't expect to be fixed. She didn't, there was nothing we could do with whatever her situation was but she needed somebody to know that she was struggling. Mm -hmm. And another girl in our same group had had some struggles and finally told us that she was just really struggling emotionally. And at that point, we we all started just checking in more. And that's part of what this community is about, being able to say, I need something. Mm -hmm. I might not even know what it is, but for everyone else to know that or for certain people within the group to know that, And to be able to say on a Wednesday, I'm going to text her and make sure she's okay. 
And if I need to text you every day, I will, or we can check in on the Dream the Future Forward platform because it's private. We have, we value confidentiality. So if you become a member, you're expected to keep people's confidences um, or ask permission before you share if that's something that you feel would help someone else. Um, so it's really important that realness is, is something that you value and honesty. And if you're not an open person, if you're private, like Angela is, but she wants to work on that because she's seeing the value of the vulnerability. I mean, that's yeah. a big topic. Yeah. It, it, it's hard and it's scary, but when you do it and you're loved for it, I mean, how good does that feel? Man, I was going to say, <laughs> I've, you know, I've, I'm in the middle of a divorce. And so uh, I'm probably more vulnerable outwardly than I have ever been just because you reach that point where you're like, whatever, who cares? This is what I'm dealing with, you know, um, just because you're so tired, but it feels great because the people that are still with me, what I have more friends, mm -hmm. like, it's like, you know, they're there to stay, you know? And, um, and I feel like I'm honoring myself more mm -hmm. too, when, when I'm more open about, um, you know, what's going on with me and, and things like that. But our, but our hope and our goal with the Dream the Future Forward podcast and platform is uh, we'll have a monthly roundtable with a topic. Our first one was last month and it was on people pleasing and we had a great turnout and a great um, engagement. I mean, everybody was really chiming in and we got a lot of good feedback. It was exciting. And so our next one is tomorrow. Um, and that is on non-negotiables. Non we can't think of words today. So you're just going to have to bear with us. Non-negotiables. We're over uh, 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's a Saturday. We right, forgot our words. Right. But, um, <laughs> but we want to have these round tables, you know, everybody, contributes to the most that they're comfortable with, but they walk away with having gotten something is the most important thing. And then we want to do courses based off of that, um, where, you know, we'll have some of them will have a corresponding planner for it, worksheets, um, videos. So we just have a lot of ideas that, you know, we've implemented over the course of our lives together individually that have helped us. And we're ready to, you know, bring a community together around those and, we're excited about it. I think it's going to be really, really awesome. Yeah, it is. It is very exciting. And I think that we also want it to be a, a group where you give as much as you get. So if you have a specific area of knowledge or um, a willingness to share that and you want to host a course, you, you know, there are ways that we can help you host a course as we grow our membership and, and help you build an audience for what you're doing too. So it's not just a, a singular element we want this to be circular so that everybody's giving and getting and you know in our first round table we had somebody who was relatively quiet the whole entire meeting but later um i met up with her and she was telling me how helpful it was to be able to navigate some of the things that she's going through in her life to have other people talking about people pleasing because we all have a perception that we're struggling with something more than the person sitting next to us. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and that's typically not the case. Mm -hmm. um, so I think even if you come as a listener to start um, until you gain an, enough comfort to want to share or to share, you know, outside of the group privately is fine. Like she told me later when it was one-on-one, -on -one, which is totally fine, but I was so happy to hear that it helped her 
um, and that she thought about it afterwards. And so um, the next one coming up is about the non-negotiables. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So Elizabeth, um, one thing I love about our friendship is, you know, we, we seem to toggle off, like she'll be ahead of me in a lot of things and I'll be like, well, I'm way behind. We got to back it up. You know, (laughs) this is one of those. And then probably vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. So um, with non-negotiables, you know, she started, um, really nailing those down for herself, uh, you know, in recent years and has that down, but I'm kind of new at it. So I'm trying to develop, you know, real non-negotiables and I'm doing a lot of thinking and working on myself. Like, why is it so hard for me to sit down for five minutes and meditate? Like, (laughs) why is that a big deal? You know, like what's the block, blah, blah, blah. And, um, so we have a good, a good response for that tomorrow. We're going to get together at our monthly round table. It starts at 4 PM central standard time. You can count on about an hour to an hour and a half. Um, it is through zoom. You don't have to be on camera. You know, we do ask that everybody say who they are, but other than that, if you're not comfortable chiming in, you know, then that's fine. Uh, we would just love for you to come. And we're going to talk about, you know, what is a non-negotiable, why are they important? What are some of the blocks, um, you know, that keep us from, from having them. And from there, Elizabeth and I are going to develop a course, um, on non-negotiables. I'll be a student of this course too. (laughs) Um, so, but even knowing that this round table is coming up and doing some of the research that I've been doing to prepare for the round table, I've learned a lot about, this and about myself and just in the past couple of weeks I've been um making myself and making these non-negotiables non-negotiable mm-hmm. you know they're not maybe negotiables or <laughs> kind of negotiables they're non-negotiables you know like I use meditation a lot and I'm not a I'm not a you know like hippie or anything like that but <laughs> you don't have to be a hippie to, to meditate <laughs> But for me to sit, for me to be still, really still for five minutes is a challenge because I'm always going, I'm always going. And if I'm not physically going, my mind is going. But um, I started following Jay Shetty a few years ago and he does some like global meditations. It's really cool. And, and I, I like him so much. I was like, I'll give it a try. And I did, and I came out of that experience just, wow, man, that was really, my mind was clear. I felt good. So I know the benefit of it, but for me to sit down and do even five minutes is a challenge, but preparing for this round table tomorrow and thinking about myself and like, what would be some of my non-negotiables? What would those really be? That would be one for me um, for a lot of reasons. And so this past week, just knowing that this round table is coming up, knowing that we'll be doing the course, um, you know, wanting to hear from others and wanting to be able to contribute. I have sat down more and set a timer on my phone. I like to open my blinds uh, in my bedroom because it faces a really pretty um, well-lit area. And I just sit on the floor and it's quiet. And I set my timer and I meditate and I'm happy to say that the five minutes is going by faster now. That's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. At first you're like, you know, <laughs> what am I going to think about? Did I accidentally minutes? set it for five days? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But so it's, a, it's a nice feeling when you're like, Oh, wow, look at that. You know, it's mm-hmm. all gone off. So, um, it's important that we prioritize 
are everybody's talking about self-care and everybody's talking about well-being and I you know I'm kind of <laughs> tired of those terms I'm tired mm. of the word pivot tired you know yeah, they're, yeah. they're just so overused but it's important <laughs> you know for us to prioritize things for ourselves and that's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so to really flesh this out as a group, it's so valuable to get together with other people and hear, you know, hear them say, and people at all different stages. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping tomorrow there'll be some people there like you that have already like kind of been through the process I'm going through, but then there'll be people like me and we can all learn from each other. And that's the value of community. And so, um, you know, we're talking about our course and I didn't mean to <laughs> slack me in the boom. <laughs> I was just going with it. <laughs> you know. Wait first. <laughs> anyway, um, and coming up with a planner, mm-hmm. a planner, like a daily planner for, mm-hmm. for people that are working on non-negotiables. And, yeah. uh, you know, it'll be very different from the planners that you see uh, for every day. It'll be for people that are really trying to make one or two or three things a priority for themselves and Mm -hmm. you know to me it uh, to me it's not the usual stuff like that's that's one thing I've been thinking about this week is like you know well why I'm doing a lot of things those are non-negotiables anyway like the adult things Mm -hmm. the things you do anyway pay your bills but that's not yeah (laughs) but that's not a non-negotiable like one that I have that I have been successful with and I didn't frame it as a non-negotiable, but I gave myself credit for it yesterday. And that's mm-hmm. important too, is to stop and think, I don't think maybe I've done this. You know, I just didn't call it that it's water, drinking water, because mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't drink any water, you know, for a long time. And then when I got pregnant, the doctor was like, you need to drink a gallon a day. And, you know, I really started now I drink like two gallons of water a day. And if I don't, I'm thirsty mm-hmm. and I really, need my water it's a lot of water to pee all day long yeah and I'm all (laughs) night I'm not really recommending it (laughs) do you need a bathroom break right now (laughs) where the pins there's there's your plug pins but but, um that was a big step for me you know Mm. but again we talked about that you know I asked why does it have to be like someone from the outside saying if you don't do this Mm -hmm you're gonna, you know, your baby's at risk, or you're gonna get, you know, sick or something, you know, if, if someone like that tells me to do something, then it becomes a non-negotiable, but I'd like to get to the point where yeah. it doesn't have to be that, that, you know, it's a priority for me, um, just because it is, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and that we were talking about that too, because I was diagnosed recently with insulin resistance and, um, so it has become non-negotiable that I don't eat sugar or carbs. Um, and the doctor was saying, if you don't get this under control, then you'll be a diabetic before you know it. Um, so this last, that, that was in April that that happened. Um, my whole life, I was a dancer. I was constantly on a diet. I was constantly not eating carbs and that worked because I'd wear a freaking tutu every May. Um, the biggest tutu they have is medium. So you gotta be a medium or smaller. Um, and I had had three kids at that point. So it was very hard to get to a medium, but, um, when I quit dancing, I just wanted to eat like a normal person. Like I just wanted to eat in moderation, eat well, but not be on this crazy, no carb workout, crazy workouts. I would dance 12 hours a week. Then I would run on the treadmill. I'd play tennis. I did all of these things trying to keep in good shape. 
And so when I quit, I started gaining weight. And a few years ago, I'd lost a bunch doing low carb because I thought, well, that's the one thing that works for me. Well, it turns out it works for me for a reason because my body doesn't process carbs. Who knew? But it took me getting to that point and having a doctor say, this is exactly what is going on. And this is what you need to do to fix it for me to actually do it. And the non-negotiable journey started probably about two years ago when I started this accountability group, I had written out, I thought I always had these goals, I have these big lofty goals. I want to do this and this and this by this time. I want to be here and here and here by this time, but they're just sort of thrown at the wall and they're not accounted for or planned or tracked very well. So I started making this sort of plan for myself, like a yearly plan. And then I divided it into months and then I divided it into weeks and days, you know, so then I had some friends who were like, yeah, I do that too. Like I want to be able to track and, and accomplish things. And it covers every category. Like the, the plan that I wrote out covers, you know, your professional goals, your personal goals, your physical goals, your mental goals, and your spiritual goals, all those. Um, so you can kind of pick and choose what you want to focus on when, whether it's the whole year or this quarter, I'm going to do these or whatever. You can kind of customize it however you want, but in doing that, I'm, I've had an accountability group that I've met with for almost two years now. And last year, at the end of the year, one of the girls said, I've gotten more of my goal do goals done than I've ever done. Partly because you said them out loud to somebody else. Because mm -hmm. when you say it out loud, you feel more of an obligation to yeah. accomplish it because now somebody knows they're going to know if you don't do it. And we take periods throughout the year at six months. <laughs> we do quarterly check-ins and six months check-ins to like pull our yearly goals back out and evaluate. Are these, are we on track? have our goals shifted. Like two of our girls have had career changes in the midst of this past this year. So their goals need to readjust for the second half of the year. And that's fine. It's not like a rigid thing where you say, this is my goal. And if I don't accomplish it, I'm a failure. There are built-in ways to check in and say, is my life changing in a way that these goals don't align anymore? Right. And that's completely fine. But having that moment to recognize that your goals are different than they were when you started a year or, you know, six months ago in January, um, that's important because a lot of times we just float and we take whatever comes. And so I've really started internalizing these ideas of non-negotiables and I I'm a tracker. I like to track stuff. I have always, when I've been trying to get into a tutu, I've tracked, I've written down everything I've eaten. Um, I'm doing that less because it's less about the, the amount or the calories or whatever. It's more about the quality of the content of the food that I eat. Um, but I like to track workouts. I like to track and not everybody does. So you have to find the path that works best for you. But in meeting with a group once we do it once a week, um, I don't know that you have to some, you know, we don't make it every single week, but most of the time we're there and you can do it monthly. You could do it, you know, every other week, however, but it helps to have that group and to say, I'm really stuck on this thing. But at the end of every meeting, we say, what do you want us to check in on you for this week? Like, and Sometimes they'll say, I want to have gone through this stack of mail. It can be that simple. Like I have a stack of mail that I've been avoiding. And the funny thing is all three of us had done that, but we all felt like we were the only ones who didn't want to look at certain things in the mail. <laughs> and so one of the girls goes like, I want on Wednesday you to say, Hey, have you gone through your mail yet? And that's all we do. We don't chastise. We don't fuss. We just say, Hey, asking you if you've gotten to your mail yet. And that's the end of it. And then they'll respond and say, Yes, I did, because I knew that you were going to text me or no, I didn't. I'm going to get on that. Um, so it's never a, a consequence. Yeah. It's just having somebody who cares enough to say, I know this is a goal that you want to accomplish, or I know this is something you need to be held accountable for. 
And I'll just, if you want me to check in, we'll check in and being able to count on that. Um, and so that's part of the community part. And so yesterday I was just doing a lot of research on community and the importance of it. And the research talks about it very clearly that your physical and mental wellness is inextricably tied to your community and that isolation is bad for everyone. And I think the pandemic was a perfect demonstration of that. I think people struggled more with the struggles that they already have. So if you have mental health struggles, they became more difficult. If you had financial struggles, those became more difficult. If you had relationship struggles, um, now you're stuck with the people you're in relationship with in your house. That that could be a prime way to explode. <laughs> Everything was amplified. Every yeah. single thing. And so I think it became even more important for people to find ways to connect and to connect in a real way that says, I was listening to Glennon Doyle's podcast the other day and they were talking about how out everybody is with all their stuff a lot of the time, but within your marriage or your romantic relationship, if you are struggling, that is the one thing you don't talk to your friends about. Oh yeah. That's Isn't that interesting? Because Jen Hatmaker was the guest and, you know, Glenna Doyle was on there with um, her sister's always on there and with Abby Wambach and they all have been through divorces and none of them really included their intimate friend groups in the struggle before it became necessary to talk about. Wow. Like they had been in a struggle for years or had had an inkling that something wasn't quite right, but, but never brought it out to their friend group, which I thought was so interesting. That is interesting. Because that's the time when you probably need comfort more and you need to know you're not the only ones. Relationships are not perfect. Right. Even good ones. And, but we're not going to, and Jen Hatmaker said something too, that I thought was very true because this happened in my first marriage before my divorce. Um, She didn't want her friend group or her family group to not like her husband and not be able to get over whatever it was she was talking about. Yeah, that's a, and I felt that way. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to turn your family against or to give them something to criticize. And then if you stay and everything works out, yeah. then they've got this knowledge and this right. resentment or this feeling about them that's negative that they didn't have before. Yeah. Do you find that to be true too? Yes. Yes. 100%. Um, and I think, you know, like when I was having, you know, marital troubles, i I felt like it was like disrespecting my husband Mm -hmm. to talk about it, you know, with close, with anybody, Mm -hmm. with anybody, really. Um, It just felt disrespectful. I don't know. Um, Well, and I don't disagree with the fact that it can be, which is why I think you have to have the right people. Like I, I'll never forget. I told a friend I was complaining about my oldest son one time. He was in high school and he was just being a boy, a teenage boy. And I told her all the things that were frustrating to me about him. And months later, she brought up something and she made a negative snide comment about him to me. Um, and I was like, I can criticize my son, but you cannot. Right. Like, and she was a arm's length kind of friend, not like this. And it really put me off. And I thought that's why you, ha- you have to know who you're talking to. Yes. Like I can say that to you and you can be like, oh, pff, you know, he's a teenager and, you know, my son's done this and this and this, and we'll get through it. And there's... A, a, not a disrespectful feeling about it and there's not yeah. a judgment from right. you to him right we just recognize that most teenage boys suck right <laughs> and that's fine but so I think you have to be very careful about who your groups are and you have to know 
that as long as you are happy and you are doing what you think is best for you, I'm going to support you, whatever that is. As long as you're not, you know, like being abused or something, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to right. have that trust level. So yeah. I think it has to be the right person at the right time in the right place. Yeah. I had not thought about that with this particular topic, but I've thought about it with other topics and I call it friend discernment mm-hmm. because you have That's a to, great term. you know, like, it's like a lot of things like, you know, you, you're not going to complain about your job to your friend that just got fired. Mm-hmm. You're not going to complain about, <laughs> you know, your weight to your friend that just, you know, struck. I mean, you, you, that's like friend discernment. Mm-hmm. You have to know sensitivity. You have to know who you're talking to. But speaking of judgment, one of our goals with Dream the Future Forward is to have it be, we just really, really want it to be a genuine, non-judgmental community. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups and I, we're all on Facebook and, you know, I find it to be, I like my groups because they're like writers groups or whatever, but I find Facebook as a general platform to be very fake and phony. Um, I mean, I know I'm not putting any of my real stuff out there, you know, Um, I'm not going to show up and go live and say, I'm dealing with this, you know, I'm dealing with that, or this is me with no makeup on, or, you know, (laughs) I'm I'm just not Um, because I have, 500 Facebook friends, you know, I, I, it's just such a broad audience. I think you put the best of your life on there. And for that reason, none of us are really bringing our stuff out to find support or any of that. So the dream, the future forward platform will be, uh, our community will be a closed membership. Um, you know, membership only and um you can really show up as you are and know that you know it's you're not going to be judged um and one of our goals is as it grows to have um subgroups so like if a lot of people um you know are struggling with one particular thing we can turn that into a subgroup and they have each other like survivors of a certain trauma for example or people that struggle with depression or people that want an accountability group for their non-negotiables so that's that's what we're thinking with it we want it to have is to be like this big tree with structured branches going off and um you know that we want to provide value and for people to get something out of it, but for it to be a non-judgmental community, very real, very genuine. And I think our first roundtable was very much that way. I mm-hmm. was really pleased with how open and honest and right off the bat, considering they didn't know, most of them didn't know each other. They mm-hmm. knew us, but they didn't know each other. And there were yeah. like a dozen women on there. So I was, I was happy about that. And I think that'll just continue to get that way. Yeah, I think so too. And I think once you get people talking in, in a in a certain level of comfort, they're they're more and more willing to do that. And this is for men and women. Um, we are going to offer membership to students for free so that they can find community and we can do a student group um, there because we want young people are going through a, a different challenge than we've ever been through their ages. And so I think it's important for them to find community too. And this will be a lot of uh, personal stuff, but it's also going to be professional. So our first course is going to be about redesigning your career in um, what, 72 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be, I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 We both had to redefine our careers at different times. And um, hopefully we learned a few things along the way. Um, 
that we can share with you about how to do that and how to recognize the, the transferable skills that you may not see as transferable skills because women in particular, but men too, get stuck in a lane and think that they can't ever shift. So we want to make it easier to wrap your mind around how you yeah. do that and how you become a good self-advocate for the skills that you have that you may not have shown up on a resume. Right. And to be able to kind of do that quickly to get to get some comp, a confident foundation based mm-hmm. on this course to where, you know, I told Elizabeth a little while ago, like if you find yourself on a Thursday, you know, where you're cut from your job or your life circumstances change, then, you know, you can take this course and by Monday you can feel confident enough to be like, all right, you know, I'm very marketable. I've got a lot of options and here's why. And you can just hit the ground running because I do believe that all of us have, um, you know, core skills that mm-hmm. are transferable across many professions. And there's never been a better time than now to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to have the, yeah. The, try something new with all this mm-hmm. remote work. You can pretty much work anywhere um, without having to move too. So yeah, uh, yeah. Angela's going to take the lead on that course and um, we're going to have many more coming forward. So stay tuned. Um, We would love it if you would like and subscribe to this channel and find us on social media at Dream the Future Forward. Our platform is dreamthefutureforward.com. It's a $5.99 fee to join per month. You can do yearly for a discount. Um, And then, you know, you can pick and choose which groups you belong to and which courses you belong to. So stay tuned. We're going to have more podcasts to come. We're probably going to start with about once a month and correspond our topics with our roundtables. So um, please feel free to share, invite your friends. The best thing you can do for a small business is to share. And um, we would appreciate if you would do that. Got anything else? No. All right. Come join us. Yeah. Come join us where we dream the future forward. Mm -hmm.